Peace, peace, everyone. This is your girl, Sequoia Blue. Happy New Year. We are back and ready to uh, talk about some new topics. We got new guests. We got new shows coming up. So just sit back and enjoy. Today, we have Jasper in here today. Jasper Smith, a.k.a. Mr. Build Wealth. And he's going to come here and tell us how to get our money right. Because we out here messing up, inflation going on, and nobody know what to do. So <laughs> we all trying to find our way. So the first question for you, Jasper, is what what do you tell someone like that don't make enough money, like, and they want to save money? Like, let's say they like, I work, I make ten an hour, and they're like, I don't know how I'm gonna save my money, and how I'm supposed to save money? Like, what would you tell them? You, you gotta do something. Yeah. One dollar yeah. is better than zero, and I know it sounds it sounds. Uh, easy and it's not right a lot of people don't feel like they earn enough mm-hmm. but on the same token like a lot of people won't do a budget and then and I kind of like go through this this litany of questions of like well tell me what you will commit to doing so if I don't earn a lot I've got to cover my essentials I gotta have some place to stay some shelter some food and maybe I have some utilities you gotta have those so once you've accounted mm-hmm. for those what do I have left if I have nothing left then you're not going to be able to save. I mean, that's the reality. Yeah. But for most people who say they don't, they don't earn enough, and and I love social media because it helps me just like show people that, that they're, they're guilty. They're guilty of not using their money or spending their money wisely. So you mm-hmm. tell me you ain't got money for X, Y, and Z, can't save no money, but I saw you on a trip. I saw you at the mm-hmm. show. I saw you. Now, unless you tell me, Jasper, somebody sponsored that effort, you, you, you full of it. Like, you, you got some money. But mm-hmm. the, the trick with saving is you got to automate it. So if I got to think about saving money, it's probably not going to happen because I don't, I don't think about it. Same with my investments. Yeah. I don't think about investing. I mean, I make investments, but mm-hmm. when I have, if you're just starting out, you got to automate these things. So if you're making 10 an hour, yo, can I save 50 cents? Mm-hmm. So out of that 10 hour, that, that day, could I save 50 cents from that one day of work? You do that for five days, that's 50 cents you save for a five-day week. Mm-hmm. Now, some people are going to laugh and say, well, that's 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 trivial. That's not doing much, but you're doing more than the person that's doing zero. Yeah, I mean, it's something. I mean, I always tell people to start, you know, get on ahead, open up a TD Ameritrade account, set up that Roth, get it going each, each week, or just put it in there and just let it sit there, you know, because some people feel like oh i don't trust the banks or whatever you can just put it in the td ameritrade account let it sit there and chill and then you know some of the stocks they're not all of them aren't expensive you know there's this thing where people be like oh the stocks are too much money well no it's you can just buy your share into that you know um company if you want to do tesla you just buy a percentage of it or and there's some stocks that are just a dollar so it just depends but but yeah yeah, that's that's one way i think it's we always find an excuse as to why we can't do this work like that, yeah. that's the, I don't care what, you know, I talk to people from all backgrounds and but there's this common theme that I've seen through my 15 plus years in the industry is we just good at making excuses. We will make yeah. any old excuse not to save for ourselves, not to invest for ourselves, not to get the proper insurance, not to do your taxes. We'll make any excuse. And then when you look back and, and I know we're kind of kicking this off for, for the new year. Well, new year, new me, I'm gonna get my money right this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see y'all got that same energy by, by June, by July. Yeah. So it's, it's easy and convenient when everybody else is doing it, but I need you to be doing this when nobody's looking, when nobody's doing a, a New Year's campaign. I need you to yeah. be a lifestyle 
for you to understand that, yo, you can build wealth, you can disrupt generational power, you can do all these things, but are you going to stick to the plan? Because we all talk yeah. about, and I, I hear a lot of people say, well, I, I'm going to figure it out. I got it all in my head. No, get it out your head. Get it on some paper. Yeah. Get it into an app. Get it into a spreadsheet. And then tell somebody else. Because in yeah. your head, stuff gets lost. I'm a, financial, I'm a financial expert, and I got a team of people I work with personally. Mm-hmm. For my fi- I don't do everything. I don't want you to feel like you yeah. got to do everything, but you got to get some help. And the question that I will leave people with a lot of times is, are you willing to let somebody help you? Mm, yep, that's true. I think that it's just kind of scary for some people because they're like, oh, well, I don't want to put back, you know, my, my cigarettes I smoke or whatever they do. Or yep. I don't want to let go of my fancy car, you know, and there's certain things. And I think that that has been an issue, you know, even for me, because I'm just like someone that I want to I want to live and I want to save as well. So, you know, I believe life is sh- kind of short. So it's like if I'm saving up till I'm 60 and I might not make it to 60, then I'm like, dang, I never got that Mercedes. But there is a way where two can, you know, two can play that game where you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. But in a way that makes sense, I guess, like still be saving, but then make sure you, you have to have a high earning income. Then if you're going to, I think if you're going to go after, if you're going to get a Mercedes and even then to me still, you know, hundred thousand, I mean, it's, a, it's a good amount of money, but it's not enough for some people. So it's like, even then you got to be particular about your payments and stuff, but it is possible to have the BMW and have that thriving savings account and stock account. Right. It's, it's doable. Even if you don't earn a lot. So yeah. I, I had a client, this was years ago. She was 21 still living at home, had no bills, had a job. Now she stumbled into investing because she was listening to some podcasts and just started doing her own research and just started doing it. Not trying to like become a bazillionaire, but just like, I want to learn. And she started putting up real money out of her paycheck. She was like, I started with $25 and until I got comfortable, then I did 50, then I did a hundred. She was saving money because she had no bills living at home. And again, she worked a, a, like a, a 15 hour, yeah, 15 hour, $15 per hour job. But when you don't have those other bills, like rent, your rent or mortgage yeah. is always number one. She didn't have that. Yeah. I was like, cool. Food, she was like, mom and dad were covering. I said, so wow. the two biggest expenses you don't have and you earn a living. The, the earnings for her wasn't great, but your earnings become that much more substantial when you don't have the other bills. So again, this whole, I don't make enough. Look, you got to cut out some bills, earn more money or a combination of the two. That's it. Right. Most people don't want to work hard enough to do the, I want to earn more. So now you lazy, but you want more money. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't want to cut expenses because you used to your way of living, but your way of living is not conducive to stacking your chips. So Mm -hmm. I had to learn. I can't make you do the work. Yeah, because it, it's it's like and I use other analogies outside of money to get people to understand why I know this is possible that we can do this because I don't need to have a heart attack to change the way I eat. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to have a heart totally. attack and say I'm gonna get my life together because now your heart is forever messed up. Mm-hmm. And so yep. you think about our physical health. A lot of times, a lot of us have to have that 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 earth shattering moment where you you close to the end. You're like, "Ooh, I was almost up out of here." Now you want to change your life. See, I, I think, mm-hmm. I think and believe that if enough people were proactive when it came to all things financial planning related, a lot of our issues we would not have. 
And especially when you talk about our community and other communities that are underserved, but for mm-hmm. people in general who are, are, are always struggling, there's a reason. And it's not some of these external things that we tend to want to blame. Mm-hmm. We have a very challenging time looking ourselves in the mirror. And that's when I piss people off. And then I, I lose yeah. friends and family, man. You mean you hurt my feelings. And I'm like, I, I hurt your feelings, but you still broke. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather you keep it a G with me. If I'm a if you're gonna be in my circle, family or whatever, friends, keep it a G. Now if you're an associate, do your thing. But right. when it comes to family and friends, tell me if I'm slacking and then I'll try to find a way to still live my life in a certain way, but still do what I need to do. Cause the thing is a lot of people, especially in the black community, it's it's like, well, the man got me down, you know, yep. systematic racism. And granted, it's there. It's there. Yes. But yes. <laughs> but if you the mentality part, because when I was listening to you, you were talking about how it's not just about the money itself. Your mindset mm-hmm. is your number one million dollar, you know, investment. Because yep. if your mind isn't ready, then it ain't no matter what going on. Like, it don't, it don't matter if you're working at Pizza Hut, are you the exec at a company? It's just not going to, your mindset has to be yes. ready. And you got to be like, this is what I'm going to do. You got to be disciplined. And discipline is is a mofo. And a lot of people have issues with discipline. I was someone that wasn't as disciplined at first when I got there. And I said, mm-hmm. I, it started working out, you know, and it started with, then it started moving over to just keeping things more tidy. Cause I'm a tech person. So I'm always, I'm tidy on the computer. Everything is done when it comes to that. But when it comes down to just tidying up certain things in my home or certain things, yeah. I was like not disciplined on, but all these things work with each other. You know, just like E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher says, you know, it's it's all, um, if you, you once you become disciplined, it's going to trickle down and people going to start saving up that $2 a week. Just don't do it yourself. Like I said, put it, yeah, put it in a TMA trade, you know, and, and watch it grow and, and just change your mindset. Get around positive people, I would say, too, that are on the same page as you. Because not saying you can't hang out with people that aren't the same page, but sometimes it throws you off if they're not... Yeah. They like you just pop the bottles, and then you're like spending all this money at a club, and you're like, wait a minute, I don't even really have all my rent next week or something. You know, you want to make sure, you know, that you kind of got people to understand what you're trying to do. So, but um, but, but you, we we say it so casual in this conversation. It's very hard. It's very hard for people to want to change. I think talk talk is cheap in my book. I've heard, I've done, I've done so many volunteer efforts over my career. And, and it's like the person is soaking it all in, like, man, this is great, Jasper. I'm enjoying this. I'm really going to make a change. And then they walk out that door and they go right back to what they're comfortable doing, which usually isn't the the, the best thing. And so I'll I'll tend to see the same people in a workshop or a webinar that I'm doing like months or years later. And I'm always like, why are you here? Mm, and, and, yeah. it, and it's hard for me to like take a step back because I care about seeing you win. But there's something that's just not connecting something up in your mind. Maybe it's some emotional stuff that you haven't unpacked. Because every everybody I talk to, oh, I got financial trauma. Everybody got it. So how how are you gonna how are you gonna unpack this trauma and move forward? Because when, when I talk about disrupting generational poverty, it, it's it's almost you're doing your family a disservice if you haven't taught them how to do something different that's gonna help them move forward. So I'll give an example. I got a client. I always share this story. And this is what I talk about, like, how do we disrupt this thing? So there's a grandmother who's my client who's in her 60s, still paying on a student loan from undergrad. All right. Had a daughter. Daughter's in her 40s. Got student loans from her undergrad and graduate degree. So we got a whole bunch of degrees. Now, let me tell you where it gets. I really get pissed off. Daughter 
had a baby girl. So now granny and mama got student loans and guess what happened to the baby girl? She got student loans. Dang. So y'all got all this education. Education is important because now we're talking about yeah. one generation was we just made it there. The daughter, I had to go. Grandbaby, guaranteed to go. But nobody said whether it was the, the mother, the, the baby daddies, like nobody in the family, the village, nobody said, can we just start an account for, for baby girl? Because now the yes. baby girl. Yes. And so I think when we connected, I was talking about these parent cheat codes. Cause I got a, I got an eight month old daughter. All her accounts got opened up when she was two months old. So now all I'm doing is getting the family to help. My wife and I did very little into all of her accounts. Mm-hmm. All, all of them. I was like, yo, here's what we don't want for Christmas. Toys and clothes. Yeah, we want mm-hmm. checks, we want cash, or we want digital currency. Yep. So so I'm being intentional. My wife and I are being intentional as a couple to tell all of our stop giving us stuff. We don't even need it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Last thing I said, I'm gonna get off this soapbox. No, no, there, this are is babies, good. there are babies who have a fresh pair of J's on who can't walk. And my wife and I just laugh. The, the kid can't walk yet, but they got a fresh pair of J's. And I'm like, I know, unless you just are, are in the fashion business and you trying to look, the baby can't even walk, but you buying J's? My baby Man. walking around, you know what? Bare feet and some socks. <laughs> then he's a little baby. He can't need no shoes right, right. now. <laughs> so when she can walk, we will get shoes. Will they be the flyest? Probably not. But we, mm-hmm. we, but here's how you flip, here's how you flip that. If you want your kid with a fresh pair of J's, at least buy the kids some Nike stock. At least. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So when the kid grows up, they can be like, I'm buying products from my company. And tell a little kid that they own something. I own own Nike. You do. You own a share, a fraction of a share. But if you own, you don't think differently about how you move. So when you see all your friends with Nike, you're like, yo, they supporting me. They making me money. Mm Because they are literally making you money. And what do you say to someone that don't understand nothing? Like, don't understand the computer, don't know how to get to the TV air trade, don't know how to, what stock to get, what, I don't understand what's these charts yeah. saying, what, what, I don't know what YouTube saying. Like, what do you say to those people? Because I, I ran into a lot of people young and yeah. old that talk like that. So I try my best to say, if you can't figure it out by going to YouTube University, you need to work with a practitioner, somebody like me, okay. straight up. It, I, I think it's really, I think technology has enabled us, like, it's easy now to get in but there's still that level of education. There's that gap of, I can get in now, but I don't know why or what I'm doing. But everybody was doing it. Like during the pandemic, everybody was on apps trading because it was mm-hmm. the thing to do. Yeah, You ain't never traded in your life, but because you had time and a goal in mind, you started focusing. Mm-hmm. So I, I tend to lean on, if you can't do it on your own, I think this is when you bring in an expert to help you. Yeah. Somebody who does this every day, not just, you know, occasionally, but somebody who's been in the game for a while who can kind of mm-hmm. tell you, here are your options. I don't care what you choose. Like I got clients who I manage their investments, but they also have their own accounts okay. because they feel like they, they still don't want to, they don't want to give me full control and I'm okay. I'm playing my position as their financial advisor. Yeah. Where, where is Mr. Bill Wolf playing on your money team? And I'm playing mm-hmm. my position. If you give me more, I'll do more. If you give me less, that's cool. But I just want to make sure you're making progress. And for a lot that's of us, we're, we're using this. We're using this. I don't know what to do. But then if a solution yeah. hits you in the face, you freeze up. They still freeze up. You know, 
And it's the same thing with crypto and Bitcoin, because around the time there was, um, you know, uh, was the Elon Musk was tweeting about the shark coin or whatever that coin was called, oh, baby yep. shark. I was yep. actually an investor of it. And, you know, it was one of those things where everybody didn't really know what was going on. It's like, well, they said I could be a millionaire if I put my money in here. And it was like, yo, you it just there's a lot of sharks in that because, you know, me being a tech background, I can it, it's, it's a way to cold something out and then pull the money and then you, mm-hmm. you it wasn't ever real in the first place i mean bitcoin's real and ethereum but these little coins that's popping up out of nowhere it's like people do need to be you know sit down and educate themselves but that goes back to like them you know drinking the water you know not just looking at it yeah and i you know crypto is here to stay the problem i had yeah. and I, I tell my the problem is I have people who got jacked up credit, no savings, never talked to a financial planner who all of a sudden were just obsessed with cryptocurrency. And then it, it, it kind of it ran its course where over, let's call it a year or two, nobody's talking about it. There, there's still people in large companies who are dealing with crypto and blockchain. But the all those people that I've talked to who were like obsessed, I haven't seen them post. I haven't seen them share. It's been radio silence. And I said, yeah, hmm, that's, a, that's a sign that they didn't really know what they were doing. They were following the herd. They just followed it. Yeah. And also playing it. a game to get followers because these guys were acting like these millionaires and they had yeah. this house and they were getting money overnight. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what's going on here? You know, uh, and, and some people that are just anxious because hey, some people tired nine to five. They're like, well, I'm going to try this. And it's like, and it's the same thing with stocks. People were saying, um, I became millionaire with Tesla stocks. Some people probably have, but it's not, it, it, it's more, you, it takes more money than what people think. So people are thinking, I'm put 20 in, I'm about to be rich from Tesla stock. That's not, that's not necessarily yeah. how it works. It doesn't work overnight. And I think, I like Earn Your Leisure channel. I watch them all the time. I like those mm-hmm. guys, but sometimes I'd be like, okay, now let's be clear, you know, with some of the guests that come on, because it's like, we know that it's going to take a little bit of time especially for the average person to make a million overnight with stocks. You know yeah. what I mean? Unless you got like a bunch of people putting in 10 grand or something. And then, you know, yeah. um, that, that, I, I, I love the earn your leisures of the world. I follow a lot of these people and I, I listen, they give out a lot of great information, but I think you're, you're alluding to the point where we feel like the one thing that they may be, or anybody's talking about on this given day or that you see on the socials, like that's like their lottery ticket out of poverty, out of the hood, out of their situation. But like getting wealthy is boring and it's slow. Getting rich is sexy. And that's what they're selling. So everybody's mm. popping on the internet and they're like, well, Jasper, you know, why aren't you popping? I was like, because I'm not trying to be a scam artist. I'm trying to be in this for the long. This is a marathon for me. Like I've been in the mm. industry legit. I'm licensed for 15 years. So you didn't see me just pop up during the pandemic and start calling myself a guru, but those came mm-hmm. out and those people have incredible programs. I, mm-hmm. I I do appreciate their ability to get the masses to actually pay attention. It's yes. not all positive. It's not all negative, but I think for the average person who doesn't know what they're doing, they're looking at this as here's my lottery ticket. Yes. <laughs> lotto, the lotto, the probability of you winning any jackpot is slim, but you got to play to win. Mm-hmm. And so I think yeah. people, people are falling into these, I won't call them schemes per se, but they're getting trapped in this. It looks good. It sounds good. 
and these people don't know enough about your situation. So I could be on here selling anything too, but I don't know what you need. So today yeah. I'm selling this product, product A, and maybe it's good for like a hundred, a hundred out of the millions followers that I have. But yeah. All, the, the whole million doesn't need product A today, but a hundred of them do. Yeah. Th yeah, that's, the, that's what the, the average person can't decipher. It's a good idea. Just not for you today. Yes. I like that. I like how you said that. Yeah. That see, you, you mean you're thinking, I like that because it's, and also everyone's not even a stock person, you know, they're pushing stocks on everyone. And some people say, you know what? I, I that doesn't get me, that doesn't get me going. And that could be a middle-class person or someone with money. They're like, yeah. eh, I want to do real estate. Yeah. I just want to do real estate. And that's the thing. And it's like, so there's no one way here to, to get there. It's just about, it's a long man's game. And it, and especially if you want to be wealthy and, and, um, but yeah, I like, I like uh, what you were saying earlier about how you were, you and your wife were helping, you know, putting money into a savings account for your daughter's college. That is important. Do you believe in starting in a Roth IRA for your child too? Uh, or, you know, or for probably, certain people? Once, once my daughter has earned income, which she might at a very young age, you got to have earned income to do the IRAs. Yeah. And kids can do that yeah. if they're doing modeling, if they're doing child acting, if they're doing any, any type of, if you got a legit job, your child has income and then that enables you to do the Roth IRA. So I'll take a step back. Here's the four things I wanted to share with, with your audience and the, the, the parent cheat codes. So the bank account, everybody kind of does that. That's an easy one. Uh, we also did a, a custodial investment account. We, my wife and I debated oh, about the five, we, we debated about the 529 and they just made some changes to the 529. But I was more of like, it ain't gotta be for college. I just want to invest. So we did the custodial account. We did a permanent life insurance policy. We can talk about that a little bit. And then we added uh, my daughter to a credit card so we can establish her credit history. So when she's 18, she's not starting from ground zero. So I covered four things that really, and this is kind of the idea, is, is, is covering this, this risk paradigm. Bank account, we ain't gonna make no money, but it's gonna be safe. So all these gifts my daughter gets, we put a portion into her bank account. That's gonna be there. When she books deals and gets a little bit of income, going into the bank account. The investment account, that's our home run. I'm buying all types of stocks in there for her ETFs. I mean, I'm going crazy because she's eight months old. So by the time she's 18, she's going to have a pretty nice size portfolio. Mm. So that's that. That's amazing. The insurance. Well, let's just assume my daughter grows up and doesn't want to get a regular job that offers her benefits. So at a minimum, my daughter will have some level of life insurance for her entire life. It's not all the insurance she'll need, but it's a good start. And we also are doing more than what's required into the policy. So the cash value or the equity in her policy is going to look pretty good. Also, by the time she's 18, which is an asset she can tap into for whatever she wants mm, okay and then that the last one again the credit piece look people in our community just have issues with credit I, I got people who got multiple degrees make a lot of money their credit is shot so if we taught people early how to manage credit effectively we want to have credit issues so i'm trying to get ahead of all these things my my daughter is going to have to deal with I'm just going to reinforce these lessons and then show her you already have a, a good starting point. Now, if you mess it up, baby girl, it's on you. We're going to have another kid and that kid will get the same memo. So, so when I think about disrupting generational poverty, 
There's just some things like my daughter may never know what it's like to be in the red. Mm. By the time she wants to get a house and get a mortgage, maybe she's got so much in terms of assets that even though she got a mortgage, she's still in the black. That is how I think. Mm. That's how I like that. wealthy people think. So you can do a bank account. That's easy work. Can we add the other accounts? And if you say you don't have enough money, call me. I'll show you how it gets done for a very little. You can't do everything. If you got one kid, it's easy. You can't. If you got multiple kids, look, the oldest gets preferential treatment because of time. Look, everybody pops out a kid and then you have this 18 year window. Now you can start from like I did in month two or we can wait till they are junior in high school. You decide mom, dad, auntie, uncle, you ain't got to be a blood relative to do the things that I just shared. So I think we keep finding excuses on why, again, mm-hmm. I'm big on, you keep telling me an excuse, but your family keep buying y'all stuff and sending y'all places. Can we take some of that money, not all of it, and just set, set up these accounts? And then we get this 18, 18 years is a long time. Mm-hmm. We're we going to have life issues like everybody else, but we started at two months. Mm-hmm. You get your immediate family to, to subscribe to helping the babies. You get the aunties and uncles who don't have children who always want to buy them stuff. And look, buy them stuff and put money in one of these accounts. Yep, yep. That makes sense. You rinse and repeat this cycle. So again, my daughter may never be in the the red. My daughter will never need a student loan. My daughter, if, if she doesn't, you know, she will always have some minimal level of life insurance. So I'm ruling out some of these, these are financial issues that plague certain communities. So then we can't say, oh, man, I started behind the eight ball with all this debt. Yeah. Now, my daughter can be like, I started at Z. I started plus, 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 yes. plus. So if you blow it, then I have failed you as a parent, as a financial plan. I got, I'm, I have failed mm-hmm. you if I haven't trained you for the game of life. Because the, the life is a game. Learning about money is a game. You have got to learn the rules and use them to your advantage. But you're going to play. And yeah, if you, you don't want to learn the rules of all these products and services and figure out where you fit in, then you just going to get played. But you Seriously. will. You will participate. You're going to have to do something, y'all. That's true. Oh, I like that, man. I like the passion. Because that's the thing. Like, you know, I tell people all the time, time is moving. We got to do something. And if you have kids, start doing something now. There's so much information now versus yeah. when, you know, uh, our our elders were around. Like, you got mm-hmm. you too, you got you to me. Because, yeah, because another thing is, like, entrepreneurs, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's a slippery slope, you know, because we got to put so much money into our um, business. Yeah. How can somebody say, you know, for me, I'm an entrepreneur in... Yep. You know, and I still I still work a regular job, but at the same time, it's like I notice my my money is going to my business. And then, you know, um, it how can an entrepreneur like save money with their taxes and stuff? I know you probably you probably not into the tax talk, but like what what are some advice you can give to an entrepreneur? So the tax piece, a tax person is one of those people you need on your money team. Yeah. So so all my clients, if you don't have a CPA or an accountant or somebody who's just good with taxes, you gotta invest it's not a cost they are helping you stay out of trouble with the irs you can get real creative you should pay what you owe and not a cent more to the government and that's just good business Mm -hmm. so you want to i'm gonna file myself and do good luck you you might be missing out on something so my recommend always have a good tax person if you're an entrepreneur you need that person on your team to provide counsel 
if mm-hmm. if you're trying to save or even invest for my entrepreneurs, you have got to have a plan for the money before you get it. Entrepreneurs, yeah. and I fell victim to this early in my career, I, I would get the money and then try to figure it out. Stuff just don't work out when it, when you get the money and you're like, woo, money! So when you book that deal, when that contract gets signed, when that client or customer pays you, there needs to have already been a decision made about said money that you were about to get. If entrepreneurs yeah. could switch that in their mind, they'd be able to save and invest. You don't have to have a banner year, but if you tell yourself, you know what? No matter the size of the check that I receive or the contract, I have to commit to myself to save 2%, to invest 2%. If you just start with some percentage because your income is variable. Yes. So you're better off doing a percentage. So whether the the, the check is small or large, you're still taking that 2%. Mm-hmm. That's what entrepreneurs got to do. That makes sense. I had to learn that, you know, because I didn't understand when I was 25, I was selling these, these used to sell hookah pens when I used to, you know, I said, <laughs> when I was 25. And then I was like, I was making this money and I wasn't saving it to recoup, you know, so I get more product and stuff. I didn't understand the game. But now that I have my dating card game that I launched, um, I don't spend the money. I'm a startup, so I can't just spend what I get. Yes. I have to stack it. So I had to. Had to learn the game, had to research and the tax thing. Yeah, I'm definitely, I can't, I'm going to take a course just so I can know what the heck going on, but I'm still going to have a CPA on deck. I'm eventually going to get one because, you know, it's important y'all because it's, you want to do, that's how you can grow your business because people look at, like I said, again, go on social media, look at the glamour life. I got this e-commerce business, Shopify, 20,000 one day. No, (laughs) (laughs) the thing is there's some, you know, for the average person in the world, it's going to take investment you're gonna have to save those receipts from the social media ads facebook ads i had you know all these things and that's that's one thing that's important that's why i wanted to share that today because i people think that because you're just selling you should just go and spend the money no you need that money to save you recoup save for something pop off whatever you know so also let me say this before we move on like the entrepreneur thing is interesting because i think for a lot of us we feel like have to be 100% entrepreneur to really like make it. And that's totally false. And I've met, I got a friend, like she kept her corporate job, launched her business and the business, you know, it took some time, like any other business, she got some traction, started making good money, quit her job, went all into entrepreneurship, was still doing fine. But then she was like, I kind of miss corporate because the corporate was such easy money. So she, she put some systems in place and was like, went back to the company she left. They paid her more to come back. They were already supporting her business. She leaves, comes back, and she's like, now I actually have the best of both worlds because this is what I wanted. I wanted that corporate environment because she loved her colleagues and her team. And she was a manager. She's like, I love what I did. And, and, And when I left, I was by myself with like a small staff and it wasn't the same. So she, she had to refill that. So the void is usually, I wish I had more time. I wish I was working for myself. And then Mm -hmm. when she got into that realm, she was like, you're about to pay me a couple hundred thousand dollars to do the job that doesn't take me 40 hours a week. Yeah. And it's like, so it's, you can do both. If you want to be all in as an entrepreneur, just know, don't complain about, life because you live in a different life. I don't complain because I'm a hundred percent entrepreneur. 
So I tell people, it ain't for everybody. I got long days, I got some dark days, but I know ultimately there is not a company that will pay me what I'm worth. And I know that. So I can work my butt off for, for 20 years, never gonna be the boss. They might pay me good, give me some benefits, but if what if I bet on me? And so I yes. have this issue that a lot of entrepreneurs, we just keep betting on ourselves because ultimately I know I'm gonna be happy knowing that I tried. Yep, yep. And that's and that's to me like it, it just people have to figure out their way and 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 it's okay to work in a job until it flourishes the business flourishes the way you want to you, you know people and I think it depends on what job if you have to level up somewhere and yes. be you know because to me you know the twenty two year old me where I was working at a job that wasn't really paying that much I couldn't do I I wouldn't be able to focus to do both but when you level up. And you in the good, you got the good gig and you're just doing a little bit of work to, to you. It's like, this ain't nothing. I'm making this good money. And then you're doing your business out there. It's fruitful because and then you saved up money. Because to me, I want to save up thousands of dollars before I quit my job. Really, I would like to save up a lot. And I think that some people, you know, could look at that too, you know. But yeah, some and because there's one guy, he's a um, he's like a popular producer out in LA and he works with Akon, all these people, but man, he's still working for Apple making 200,000 a year is a uh, API engineer. And yeah. you would think, you know, you think, Oh, he's failing in music. That's why he's doing that. No, he's, he's doing good in both. He just want both money. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think there's this misconception out here and I just, and I'm happy we bought that up because you know, it's, you can it, do it. It's still a problem. I mean, I, I listen. So my clients who are corporate, they all want to earn more, but they don't really want to work for it. So for them, I'm like, you don't have to start a new business. Invest in the current business that's already making money and then add your little sauce and innovate and then you're good. I, I think yep. also we, we are obsessed with startup culture because it's mm -hmm. sexy. It's alluring. Yes. It, it, it looks good to say, you know what? I've been living on the couch in my friend's house and then we made it. There are very few unicorn companies. Very few. Very, very few. few. But we are obsessed with the. I want to go IPO. I want to get bought. Great. Look, I I need you as an individual to decide what is it that you want. Mm. I've started my business, the Bill Wealth Movement. Okay, I still want to invest in other businesses and say, look, I don't have to, I don't have to work as hard if I make the money and invest and let everybody else who loves doing these other things. I support them by way of funding it. It's like your, your VCs of the world, your angel investors, they just believe in these people and these ideas and they're like, I don't have time to do all that work. But if that's what you want to, let me fund that idea. Let me fund that product. Let me fund that solution. So I think you, again, you have to figure out how you want to go about this wealth building journey and you've got a ton of options. So it's almost like throw all the options on the wall and then mm -hmm. sit back and say to yourself, what, which one of these am I really passionate about? There we go. The list shrinks immediately. Then you say, well, okay, here's the short list now. What can I, what, what is feasible for where I'm at currently in my life? Mm -hmm. And then a few more come down. And then you're like, which one, if I had to quit my job, would I want to go all in for? And then a few more go. And then, then you find out what you're really passionate about. Yep. Yep. I mean, that makes sense. So, so it, it's, I think we're looking for this, you know, tell me exactly what to do, but you are an adult who's going to hopefully go yes. in the direction that you want and just know when you make that decision and commit to it, the world starts to open up when you tell people what you're doing, 
when they see that you're passionate about it, when they see you're still trying, when you're not a scam artist, when you're not a fly by night, you know, every other <laughs> week you got a new idea. I mean, which one of these are you really in love with? And some people are like, I'm just in it for the money. Well, tell people that. I'm trying to sell this. I'm trying to do that. Cool. It's hard to manage all these things, but if you have systems, systems. Staff, you know, you can automate a lot of stuff. So it's really automation. Can. So, I mean, you know, this is, this is how my brain works. And I know that me having kind of a, a, a regular job doesn't allow for this freedom of thought. Yeah, I understand that. And that's the difference between, okay, I, I, I'm employable, but then what, what, what am I willing to sacrifice for that little bit of money, a little mm-hmm. bit of benefits? Like, are you really willing to sacrifice all of that? Yeah. It's so cool. You can have a good life. Yeah, you I can. Just, I have a different journey and path that I'm on, but I want to encourage people to don't be afraid to try. Yeah, don't be afraid because, you know, like when I make the decision to quit, I quit. I'm not going back to regular job. It's over. I, I, I like the freedom because I'm a self-aware person at this time yeah. in my life. So it's like I know how to I just I just know what I need to do for me, like in the how I don't get bored. Like some people might say I might be bored without structure. I don't get bored because I'm, I'm just my mind's everywhere. I guess I'm kind of neurodivergent, you know, that new term they throw it out or at the end of the day, I can dip in different things and I'll just be looking and people be like, oh, what is she doing now? I'm like, I'm just curious, you know, like what is just curious, yeah. you know, with the chat GPT thing. I was curious, but but anyway, let me not. I'm over here. Hey, oh, let me go and wrap this up. But <laughs> I have to have you come back on here again, man. Cause I like when I, I love talking about money and entrepreneurship yeah. finance, man. I'm not even a finance guru. I'm just I'm just learning now at my age about it. But before we go, I want to talk to you about li- whole life insurance. I saw they yeah. were talking about this on your leisure, and this guy was saying, Oh, well, you can start a whole life insurance, you can borrow money on it later and get a house or whatever. What are your thoughts on that? All right, so let, let me give you the real story. So all the stuff you'll see on the internet is promoting, it's called family banking, create your own bank, it's called infinite banking. There's probably some other titles. Mm -hmm. These are legitimate products. Let me first say that they're legit, but you have to fund them accordingly. So I've had clients who would email me, DM me and say, what do you know about these policies? What it don't tell you is you can't do no real good policy for 50 bucks a month. Let me say that. So if you only got like 50 bucks, 100 bucks, you can do a permanent life insurance policy like they're talking about. You're not going to be able to borrow for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, that disclaimer is not going to be in the comments. It's not. They are they're selling the sizzle to get yeah. you in there. Yeah. But if you ain't got a couple hundred dollars, the policies don't they, they won't grow effectively just because you're not putting enough in it. Mm. So, so a permanent, a permanent. I, I say permanent insurance on purpose because there are a lot of different types that fall under it. Yeah, I know, the, I know the ones they're promoting online, but I'm just gonna say for the sake of this conversation, a permanent life insurance policy is similar to you owning a house. So, with you owning a home, you you take out, you know, you pay your mortgage, and over time, the home builds equity. Everybody's mm. familiar with that that lingo. So, the equity becomes an asset that you can use for going on vacation, remodeling your house, putting the kids through school, paying off debt. I mean, it's an asset that you can tap into. So these mm-hmm. permanent life insurance policies have that same component. It's called cash value. Mm, yeah. So you pay your premium. Over time, the policy will build cash value. Now, the borrowing aspect. 
So you doing a 50 month, $50 a month premium into a permanent policy, your cash value won't look good for a long time. But let's say that same $50 a month policy that you can afford, you tell your agent, I know it's only 50 bucks to get the, the life insurance, but I'm going to put in a thousand dollars. So you are really contributing only $50 per thousand to cover the insurance. That difference of a thousand minus so that nine fifty that difference mm-hmm. that goes right to the equity portion. So oh. now if you're doing if you're doing a thousand, I mean it's hard to hopefully that that example makes sense to, to folks. But if you saw it on paper as an illustration, it's a little confusing. But I've tried to like here are the columns you need to understand, and I show people here's the one you're doing fifty bucks a month. It looks horrible. You do a thousand a month, you're like, oh my god! But most people can't <laughs> afford the thousand. Yeah. So, so, so the 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 talking heads on the socials who are, pres- are promoting permanent policies, they're not going to tell you that. But the reality is, you're not borrowing from these policies for at least seven to ten years, unless yeah. unless you stuffing some real good money into that premium. Mm-hmm. That's what you're not going to see or hear. So when I talk about life insurance, I know about all those concepts. The first person, the first question I ask is, do you need life insurance? Mm. Now, if you say you got enough coverage to your job or somewhere else, great. Now I know you don't need additional life insurance. The second question is, well, if you don't need it, now I'm going to ask you, how much do you want to put into this insurance program? Mm. It's still life insurance. Yeah. But it's, it's, it has, you know, the, the, the borrowing aspect. There's the tax-free nature that you can pull it out. I, I use it for like a lot of my tech clients who earn a lot, who can't do a Roth IRA because of their income. Mm. They've maxed out their Roth 401k through the job. Oh, yeah. They still got extra money. Like what else can I do without having to pay taxes later? Well, a properly, I'm going to say this again, a properly structured life insurance policy is another alternative. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. I'm going to need to check out my life insurance policy now. Prop. Properly, yes. I, I, I got I got people that are like, man, I got this permanent policy. I'm a borrow. I'm like, cool. How much you putting in? They're like, seventy five dollars a month. I'm like, <laughs> I knew it because when I because I had I only put one twenty in a month, and I knew I said and it said it's gonna be about seven or something years before I could even borrow on it, and I was like, oh well, <laughs> like go. Oh. I said, you know, and then the guy broke it down to me, and I said, well, later on, you know, it's finances change i'll level up and i'll add more and and that's what i so so that's the that's what i say properly structured so that's how i structure mine where if you came to me i think 250 is the sweet number where it looks legit again the numbers will improve in these illustrations if you put more money in it's still not guaranteed but it just looks better and i'm like look if you put in 50 dollars, it's gonna look horrible if you're doing like 250 or above, it looks a little bit better in that same seven to 10 year time frame. But these policies that I love and some of these others that they promote, they have flexibility in that premium. So you may say, I can only do 250 today, right? But when you level up, I can rerun that contract and say, look, what's the most that she could put into this policy without causing any uh, taxable events? And there's a limit. 
So on one of these policies that I sold a couple of years ago, he can only do 250. But I said, when you get that next promotion, which he was working on, I said, you can put up to about $869. He was like, that's a big difference. I said, that's the most for the level of death benefit we got him. I said, the most you can do is $869. You at $250. Mm. So he's got a lot of leveling up to do. But I was like, bro, if you get to $869 quicker, like that policy is going to look better in a short amount of time for you. But okay. let's say you don't want to borrow. And let's say you just did this for 30 years. You talk about having a chunk of equity, of cash value. This is why I, I love the young professional who's like, I need something else in addition to investing. I'm like, look at an insurance contract as an option. You might not need the insurance, but I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna talk you through that first because I gotta know if you need it. If you don't need it, now we're talking about wealth building strategies. That's how I like to sell it. I probably will do some educational sessions at some point around it because what you're seeing now is I got to get you to get that meeting to to make you think this is some brand new product. It's so sexy. It's going to get you rich. You're going to borrow tomorrow. You're like, Mm -hmm. I got like a hundred bucks. All right. I'll see you later. Like how how let me when you got 300. Yep. Yep. People will sell you these hundred bucks a month and you just happy you did it and then you're gonna look back and be like man that hundred dollars ain't doing nothing for me yeah i actually thought about that because when i looked at it i was like man i need to uh do better because this is not what i wanted because i do i would like to borrow on mine later on in life because i would like to like get some property or some land or you know and if i have kids you know, they can, they can have something, you know, I want to leave them with something so their life can be better than my life. So, you know, like everything, stuff like that. So I'm thinking about in different ways. So that makes sense to me. I think if I'm going to continue it, I do need to definitely add more. Yeah. I'll I'll give you, I always, I'm more than happy to help like people with what they've already purchased. Cause I'm going to have questions that you probably should have asked before you did it. And I don't judge people for doing it because most times it's, and I'll rule out the people who get sold from like the marketing stuff online. It's like your cousin or your friend at church. It's always like somebody close to you who sells insurance who's like, I got this idea. The ideas are great. <laughs> and just if you don't have enough money, I'm like, I'd rather you put that in your 401k through the job that yeah. I know you ain't putting enough in. And so mm-hmm. I, I find these conflicts with you're trying to buy products that are fine. But was this the right time for that solution? So I love insurance. I love investments. I love talking about this. I just need people to understand what's your plan. And it better make sense to me because I, yeah. yeah. I do this all day long. So I'm never going to judge you or try to embarrass you. I just need to know. I'm asking questions not to hurt your feelings, but I need to understand what were you thinking of and, and is the way of thinking causing you to have this like uh this, this this blurry future this this uh this this nebulous type of goal where it's like I'm gonna borrow next week nah player not not doing <laughs> that's what was going on that's what they made it seem like because I'm just always curious I watch different things because I'm curious and yeah. it's it's just hilarious but I do like the fact that we're talking about it hopefully this can get out there so people can yeah. can learn something but um but yeah we probably gotta do a part two of this yeah, for sure, I for still sure. have some more questions about credit score and all this other stuff but I want to I want to ask you um, before we you know what I might have to let me ask you about the credit score because okay. how, just real quick how can people improve their credit score 
you know, like because we've seen Credit Karma, we got Experian app yeah. and all this, and it's like, you know, people also telling you, oh, go buy, a, you know, a credit card and then build credit that way. So, you know? so I, I'm a big fan of one. If you just pay people back, your credit score will improve. That's that part. Yeah, that, just that's pay it. just pay it. If you just paid, your balance drops, or you you done, like that that boosts your score immediately. But if you're still like, I'm trying to rebuild, I'm trying to come up, um, look into what's called a credit builder loan. Okay. So a credit builder loan doesn't require you to get a credit card, but you it's only a loan in name. It's really kind of a forced savings mechanism that reports your loan payments to the credit oh, bureaus. Yeah. They're great for, I have, uh, I have some clients who are like, uh, they're, they're um, re-entrance, you know, they're out of prison and trying to rebuild. I have some, some, some clients who are immigrants who are like, I'm new to the country, how do I start? You can't get no credit card. Well, not, a, not an unsecured. So yeah, yeah. credit builder loan oh, yeah. is an option, a secured credit card, cause you gotta put a deposit so they can like, you know, in good faith, they'll know, okay, we can trust you. If you get into a jam, we've got that deposit. Um, and then the last one, if you have somebody very responsible in your family or, or friend group, they can add you as an authorized user and you can ride their good credit to help you build. Mm. You don't need a credit card to look that, that's always go buy something, go, go buy a new couch and finance it, go buy a new mattress. All those are still <laughs> legit ways. Mm-hmm. But if you know having that plastic is going to cause you some issues, the credit builder loan, or if you have a friend, family member who's very responsible, they can add you as an authorized user. Now that person needs to maintain that discipline and, and structure. So I do that for a lot of family members who need like a little bit of a credit boost. I'm like, let me get that social. I'm going to add you for six months. I'm going to get you a boost, but I'm going to coach you on establishing other lines. So once I pull you off, you've been building for a little while. So, you, mm. so, so the, the, the building takes time. If you're trying to rebuild your or build your credit, you need to give yourself at least six months, but six months of being focused. You never late. You pay more than the minimums. You have, you know, active trade lines. You are working on negative accounts, whether you're settling debts, whether you're disputing, it's a combination of all these things, which is, you know, the people who are like, I got credit issues. I'm like, stop trying to do it yourself. Just pay somebody to do the work or pay somebody to support you. I'm sorry. Let me stop saying pay. You need to invest in a, in an yeah. expert. Invest in somebody that can help you. And there are these credit people who are charging thousands. Oh, I yeah. Think seen that. I, think, I think that's a little extreme personally because it's credit. Mm-hmm. Credit. You could. I could give you a manual. You, you could become a credit counselor over a weekend if I sent you this booklet. It ain't that hard. It's just yeah. you gotta have time and you gotta give yourself this this grace of understanding if I can stop some things in terms of my spending habits and, and clean up some of the negative stuff while I'm building some of the positive, that's how your score improves. So there are people who have filed bankruptcies before, but they're so so far past that that the bankruptcy is still there. It's kind of like a blemish, mm. but the credit scores are like upper sevens. I've had it in some 800 scores. It's not a death sentence if your credit is trash right now. It's just you got to get more positive than negative. 
That's yeah. the credit game in a nutshell. More positive stuff than negative, your score will reflect that. More negative than positive, your score will reflect that. If you don't have access to enough credit, your score will stay low because you don't have access. So you could be doing all the right things, but your score is stagnant. You don't have access to enough credit. So you need to increase your limit. Yeah. You need to continue to be active in the credit system. I don't like the system, but I know how to play it. So yeah, you gotta, like you said, play the game. It's all a game. game. You learn the rules. There's a lot of questions I will not be able to answer when I do credit workshops. And I say, if you start asking too many questions, you're going too far down the rabbit hole. Credit is basic. Do these simple things, this will happen. Don't do those things, that will happen. That's it. If you start asking too many why questions, I just shut down and say, we're done here because you're doing, trying to understand our credit system is a waste of your time. Yeah, it's already happening. It's the game that you got to play. Just like, you know, it's just, it, it, is it real? No. I mean, all the stuff is made up, but that's the story because for another right. day. But the, but the rules are right there. Do yeah. these things. Your scores comprise, like, People are like, my core, my score is dragging. I'm like, do you have any late payments? They be like, I'm late all the time. Well, of course, that's why it's going to drag, a bro. Big, that, is, that is a big chunk as to why you always late. You got 60, 90, 120. If you just pay people on time, your score will go up. Yes, I've noticed that because I, I I noticed my score went up a few times just paying stuff on time. So I start paying attention. That's when discipline come back in. Get, get my it butt. Does. Is it but easy? Lie, no. but I lie to you not. If somebody's got credit issues, I'm like, give me six months with somebody who's serious, who has some level of income. We're going to do some work. It's not going to, I'm not going to blow you out the water, but I will get some very good progress because six months gives me enough time with somebody who's serious to know we're doing all the right things. It's just a matter of time before it starts to turn. And then you look out at, at about a year. Now I got even more time of doing all the positives, working on the negative. The score continues to creep up. And then it's just a time thing. You've got to maintain it. They want to see They want to see the time in the game. So when I talked about adding my daughter, who was two months, my daughter's had credit now for six months out of her eight-month life. Tell wow. me I'm not trying to be intentional about building her solid credit yes. history. Yes. So when she's 18, instant approval, probably would get a way higher credit limit starting out because she's going to have 18 years of history. That's how I'm disrupting stuff. I'm getting oh, ahead. Right of issues I know my daughter's gonna run into. So why not just tell her now? Or start the things and then educate her and remind her. And then before you know it, I've created another financial rock star. Yeah. And then she will do the same for her friends and her family. And then it just keeps going. So year after year, how all of y'all got good credit? How all of y'all got all this investments? How all of y'all got all this real estate? How of y'all, it's gonna be like, why is it that all y'all have this? Because Wealth happens by design. Yes. You don't get lucky and get wealthy. You can get lucky and get rich. Wealth is not a luck game. You plan it. You execute. You reassess. Rinse and repeat. Facts. You put That's the plan it. in place. Buy some. Sell something. Take some L's. And L's are learning lessons. You're not losing. You're just learning. That just didn't work. Learning. Yes. All right, I'm I'm done. We gotta stop because I'm I'm getting. I'm <laughs> I know like... I I see the I give people hype on this show because I be having so many questions, <laughs> but I'm gonna wrap it up. So before we go, I always ask everybody, what's the saying or quote that you go by? Work hard until expensive becomes cheap. 
Ooh, yes, I saw that on your website too. I like that one. Because I'm like, if I want a Versace robe, I should be able to just get the Versace robe. <laughs> Shouldn't be a problem, you know? And I forgot to say my quote, because usually I have a quote before I start the show. But my quote for the day is, the first time someone shows you who they are, believe them. My yes, answer. facts. Facts. Man, big facts. on <laughs> That's one of my favorite quotes of this time. Because it's like, okay, it's just you keep a, that diary of what someone said the first time or certain things so that's this infamous quote but um where can people find you and book you and 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 buy your book and everything yeah so check me out mrbuildwealth.co so no hashtag if they're watching this they listen to just mrbuildwealth.co that'll give you the whole rundown it's actually connected to all the the book uh the merchandise is even connected to the build wealth movement website so I, i have a lot uh, so mrbuildwealth.co is a site you can check out or you can go to thebuildwealthmovement.com and um, however I can be of service, you know, hit me up. I I will let you know if I can help. I won't waste your time because I don't have time to waste. I just want to work with people who are serious about disrupting generational poverty so their kids, kids, kids can live a life of privilege. I'm living this life. I want my clients to live this life. I don't care where you are today. I just want to know where is it that you want to go and how I can help you get there. Amen. I love it. Happy Friday 13th, y'all. We got a word in on the good luck days. Not bad luck. It's good luck. That's right. Friday right. 13th. <laughs> so I want to thank everybody for tuning in with me and Jasper, a.k.a. Mr. Build Wealth. We're going to do better this year, y'all. We're going to make it work. We're going to get our finances together and we're going to go into the next year just having a good time maybe on the yep. boat y'all so <laughs> let's hey if somebody might get a yacht I, that's my dream <laughs> but uh but yeah everybody stay safe out there and until next time make sure you subscribe share and thanks for watching